Integrity refers to a personal integration where your inner life and your outer and exterior life are consistent with each other. It's the freedom and the ability to act in ways that where you are true to your real self, to what you truly value and truly believe in. So we can't always be this way in the world, and we can't all be that way. Many of us feel stuck in the roles that we already have, stuck in the roles of our families, our work, or our social settings that often do not allow us to act according to how we actually, what we actually value. And so we may not always be able to have this type of integrity. For some, the integrated life comes at a great risk and a personal sacrifice. Today, we're going to talk about people of the UU faith who have been martyred. They're people who integrated their beliefs and faith, and they manifested this despite the pressure to be silent or to act otherwise. So much so that as, the as a result, they were not tolerated by the culture they were in and they were killed. A martyr is someone who suffers persecution for his or her faith. A martyr is a person who feels a calling, many would say a divine calling, to tell and show people how to live more caring, fair, and principled lives, how to live in relationship with each other, with the earth, and with other groups, and with the wider world, and with God. A martyr is someone who has died for those beliefs. A martyr has died, after a martyr has died, the people who had faith in them are changed. And their community is changed, and in some ways, the whole world is made a better place for them, from them. Due to their life and their death, people are enlightened. They feel awe and are inspired to live the best, most ethical and caring lives they can, individually and together. So as I have said before, the Unitarian Universalist traditions do not have a formal lexicon like the Catholic congregations do. They don't collect names of their saints and martyrs, so I get to make it up as I go along. In the last five years, I've become very interested in trying to formally recognize the holiness in some of those who have come before us, who started or carried on the UU faith tradition and were martyred for their persistence in staying true to their beliefs. Some of these martyrs have ushered in our faith, lived centuries before we came to call ourselves Unitarians or Universalists. I have paid particular attention to try to identify people in our UU faith who history has ignored due to their location or their status. Conventional lists of our revered, revered UUs are dominated by American males and include few people of color. So this partial list attempts to start to honor some of those whose place in our history has been ignored or undervalued. So a couple months ago, I don't know if you remember, I'm sure you all remember all my sermons, so. I gave a previous sermon called um, Our Badass Saints, and in there I included Michael Cervatus, the Spanish theologian, physician, and cartographer who lived from 1511 until 1553. Although exiled for his theological disagreement 
with both Catholic and Protestant clergy, he was so sure of himself, he was so sure that he was right, that instead of staying in exile, he went back to argue his case. Leaders of the Protestant Reformation, not grateful for his determination, decided he should be burned at the stake for his blasphemies. While Servetus did not call himself, himself either a Unitarian or Universalist, his philosophy was a precursor to the faith we have today. He died advocating principled theological openness. Around the same time as Servetus, Francis David founded the Unitarian Church of Transylvania. He was the advisor to King John Sigismund and urged the king to adopt a philosophy of religious freedom and tolerance. This was during a time when the country was being torn apart by the fighting between the Catholics, the Calvinists, and the Lutherans. Francis David articulated the philosophy many of us still quote today in our congregations, saying, we need not think alike to love alike. Transylvania was the first, and I think it may be the only country ever, to assert an edict of religious toleration. But the King, King Sigismund died shortly after he made the edict. He was succeeded by a king who was intolerant of Unitarians, and Francis David's preaching was declared heretical. Knowing he was right, because don't we all, and refusing to denounce his belief in tolerance, he was condemned to prison for the rest of his life, and he died in the royal dungeon in 1579. He lived and died in advocacy of a search, a free search, for truth and meaning. The next martyr is Iwan Tezeskwitz from the Eastern European region where Poland now exists. And there are no pictures existing of Iwan. He was a convert from the Russian Orthodox Church. Members of his church were derogatorily called Unitarians because they refused to believe in the Trinity of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. He also did not believe that Jesus was God and so was accused of blasphemy and heresy. He was dismembered, beheaded, then burned, and is considered the first martyr of Unitarianism as a formal religion. He died advocating a free and responsible search for truth and meaning. Norbert Kapek, some of you may have heard his name before, I hope you have. He was born in the southern region of the Czech Republic, known as Bohemia, in 1870. He fled to the United States in 1914 when his liberal essays came to the attention of German authorities. Initially a Baptist minister, his liberal perspective forced him out of the Baptist Association, and he became a Unitarian in 1921. Kapek and his wife moved back to Czechoslovakia to form the Unitarian Church in Prague. It is a testament to his work that the church grew to 3,200 members in 20 years, making it the largest Unitarian church in the world. Kapek is best remembered because he is the one who created the flower communion that we celebrate every year. It's a ritual that celebrates natural beauty and draws attention to the distinct nature of each flower that comprises a beautiful bouquet 
and the parallel is with the unique beauty of each individual that comprise the wonderful congregation that we are part of. Kapek remained in Europe during World War II, and he was arrested in 1941 by the Nazis. Because he refused to compromise his belief in the inherent worth and dignity of each person, it was determined that he was too dangerous to the Reich to be allowed to live. He was taken to the Dachau concentration camp, but he was tortured and gassed in 1942. He died advocating the transforming power of love. Toribio Cromada was born in 1917 and lived in the island of Negros, part of the Philippines. Although raised in the Catholic faith, he believed that there was a universal salvation where God loved all people. After years of study and correspondence with Americans, he finally learned about Unitarian, the Universalist churches in the United States. He opened the first Universalist church in the Philippines in 1955. He preached about social justice and freedom of religion in defiance of the local government and religious leaders who threatened him. Putting his religious ideas into public practice generated unfavorable attention. In 1988, his house was set on fire and Quimada died in his home. He died advocating justice, equity, and liberty for all people. James Reeb is probably one of the most well-known martyrs of the Unitarian Universalist faith. Born in the United States in 1927, he served as one of the assistant ministers at All Souls Church in Washington, D.C. In 1965, he paid attention when Martin Luther King Jr. called for all the leaders of all faiths to travel to Selma, Alabama to join the Civil Rights March. There were hours of conversation between family and other UU ministers worried about the risk of going to the South. But Reeb was convinced from the beginning that this was where he was called to be. He was one of thousands who traveled to Alabama and witnessed the resistance that MLK faced. Then one evening, leaving a diner with two of his friends, he was attacked by a white mob who beat him with clubs. After waiting for an ambulance that would transport him, because they would, most people in town were not willing to help, he was taken to the local hospital who refused to treat him. He was finally taken by a car to another hospital where he died two days later due to severe head injuries. He died and lived advocating for the principle of promoting a world community with peace, liberty, and justice for all. Viola Luizo, born in 1925, was also a martyr to the civil rights movement. She lived in Detroit, Michigan, where she worked in her community for education reform and economic justice. She was active in the Detroit NAACP and in the UU Church. One night when she was watching TV, she learned of the conditions in the Selma Montgomery marches, and she became convinced she needed to be there. Despite concerns from her husband and her young children and warnings of the danger from the black community she worked and lived with, she believed her work was to be in Selma. She drove to Alabama 
to provide first aid to the marchers, and she chauffeured people between the campsites, towns, and meetings. One evening, while she was chauffeuring a group, a group to Montgomery, her car was followed and harassed for over 20 miles by a car occupied by white men who saw the interracial group in Viola's car. The car eventually drew beside hers and she was fatally shot, although the passengers in her car lived. She died as an advocate of justice, equity, and freedom for all people. It is important that we remember and honor the lives of those who came before us. While it may not seem like we belong to a risky faith here, we are part of what is called the dissenting tradition. We have questioned the authority of the church and the government since the year 324. We have been considered risky troublemakers and labeled heretical for over 1,500 years now. We are part of a faith that seems easy to us to belong to, but it is easy because others have died to make it possible for us to be here together in this room today. We honor our martyrs in services like this one where we remember their names, and we honor them by remembering our seven principles that have their roots in the very lives of the martyrs we have lifted up today. Justice, equity, and compassion and human relations, acceptance of one another and encouragement to spiritual growth in our congregations, the right of conscience and the use of the democratic process, a world full of a world community with peace, liberty, and justice for all, the free and responsible search for truth and meaning, the inherent worth and dignity of every person, and respect for the interdependent web of all existence of which we are each a part. People died to promote and preserve these principles. We keep their teachings and their vision alive by joining together and living our lives in service of the ideals at the heart of our principles that the children of tomorrow need not live with intimidation, oppression, falsehood, secrecy, or hate. We live lives guided by our principles in the hope that our blessed martyrs did not die in vain. Blessed be.